See, it's funny that this is your favorite song because this is the vagina song. Right. All right. Yeah, I knew this was the vagina song. <laughs> this is the one. It had. It, it was meant to be. Um, for context, listeners, before the before we turned on the recording, Ant was like, "Which is the song where he says that he where he says vagina?" <laughs> and I knew exactly because I wrote it down because it's insane. He says, "Like can't get enough of you, China," or "Can't get enough of China," or something like that. Yeah, I can't get enough of your China, something like that. And he's singing at the end, and then it sounds, I mean, surely intentionally, it sounds identical to I can't get enough vagina. <laughs> also good, he put it out back then, not now, because people would think it's about Black China. So Right, yeah, I was like... That was another question. <laughs> Did Black China get her name from this song? I'll hang up on this. <laughs> Gotta do an investigation. <laughs> Welcome to episode 17 of Three Dish Changer. I am your still loyal, still beautiful, maybe a sex symbol host, DeAndre Jones. What? What's the loyal about? <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to that party next door song. <laughs> I just think I'm a good friend. You know, a good friend, a good partner. I don't know. Whatever. Look, we're really here to talk about how Rugrats All Grown Up was actually good. I I did like it. I don't. I haven't viewed it yeah, recently no enough to to, to weigh on whether or not it was a good show or not. But they also weren't grown up. I don't understand what um. Like when you're looking at these shows, these early shows that were all pretty like objectively bad, what makes them good or not? You know. Yeah. Because I think that if we. Most of it's nostalgia. I mean, it's just if any of us went back and watched like Rugrats, I'm sure we wouldn't like it. You know? Uh, no, I've I've, re- I've rewatched Rugrats and I've I've enjoyed it. You felt that it was good, still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a couple writing, other things. Writing, like man. I watched um, Beast Wars. What was it like mm-hmm. last week or Trash? so? That shit yeah. was ass. Never look at any CGI that was made in 1995 again with your own eyes. Oh, you ain't watch a reboot again, man? Come on. <laughs> that shit was I, garbage. I went and watched Digimon. And that shit was horrific. Oh yeah, that first season's really rough. It's bad. <laughs> no, only the last two seasons like age well. Those yeah. first two seasons don't. Yeah, that's a Digimon super fan. Oh there, yeah, so. for real. <laughs> I was like, Ty is the most unlikable main character ever. What? You well, know? first of all, you don't ever like fucking ever. Ty. You like fucking Matt. He's the cooler. You're, Wait, which one is it? It makes sense that you're a Matt fan. Matt's the Matt had a Gabumon. Yeah. Was he with the he was the orange hoodie type? Scenario? No, he was like he had the, he green had the green shirt with like a turtleneck oh. and like gold gloves oh, and blonde yeah, yeah, yeah. hair. Yeah. I thought you meant the nerd ass dude for a minute. Izzy. No, that's, that's Izzy. Izzy. Yeah. Come on, man. Izzy's you don't a, know your Digimon. Come on, bro. <laughs> bro, it's been a while, okay? Izzy's, Izzy's my Joe, favorite. Izzy, Joe, Sora, um, Mimi, and that's it. Yeah. That's, that's the original crew. You got them. <laughs> no, just go to the Digimon movie to get some sky in your life, man. Come on. Uh, okay. So this week... <laughs> What a, what a podcast. Welcome to, we don't talk about 90s cartoons. 
What an insane first three minutes of this podcast. Okay, um, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> uh, doing all right, you know. Got my orange juice with me today. Fresh squeeze. Uh, what's it? What's up with it? What's what no, brand simply, is it? Simply the, you know, the That's best brand. Bad. He's from the orange state over there, you know. He gets them right off the vine. <laughs> Simply's is the best brand when you can't afford um, uh, Natalie's. You got no pulp, some pulp. No, no pulp. Come on. (laughs) I'm not Tony Soprano. I don't know. Some pulp. I like some pulp. Yeah. You like some? You like chewing on your 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 juice? I just don't know. Like a crunchy peanut butter, but a drink? (laughs) Well, I like crunchy peanut butter too. That's the thing. Um, Well, first of all, I'm an adult, number one. Okay. Secondly, I don't know what like I mean, I I don't chew on the pulp mean, guys. Though? Like I don't like I'm not like it's it's pretty small. You can just swallow it. I don't know. But what you an adult that mean you don't eat peanut butter no more? You just gave <laughs> up on that shit. No, I mean that when I eat peanut butter, it's crunchy peanut butter. So if it's smooth, this this I'm just saying that's my preference. Okay, we're completely off track again. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, Aunt, when do we need to come res- rescue you from um from Ron Florida? Yeah. Um, pretty soon, bro. Um, shared a video last night into our private Discord, the infamous private Discord, and um, they were just like taking books like by like the bushel out of schools. Yeah, that was like a gaylord full of in postal terms. <laughs> that shit was yeah topped out. They were just taking. They were taking books out of schools. And I was just like, you know yeah. what, man? Maybe, uh, maybe it's time <laughs> maybe, to go. Maybe it's not it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to raise one of these kids I accidentally have out here. Here. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of accidental children, this week we <laughs> we are reviewing Anthony Hamilton's "Coming from Where I'm From," 2003 album. Um, interesting choice for us to do this right after voodoo um yeah but these guys were contemporaries right well and also fun fact he was on the tour for voodoo as a back backup singer damn, damn. that's wild that's, that's getting sunned <laughs> well no but that's before this comes yeah. out so i mean i think he got a little <laughs> little motivation off that thing well tell me about the anthony hamilton lore was this his, like his first big album this is the first big one, but there's one allegedly in 1996 that I've never heard. Probably when he was still in Charlotte. <laughs> um, so people didn't really know. That pe- this is the the album that like blew him up. Yeah, I mean, he was on the Jada Kiss song. You know, he had some Nappy Roots. Uh, yeah. That, na- that, that 1996 album uh, is called XTC. So. Weird. Does it stand for? So. Huh? Do we know what it stands for? Does it stand for? Uh, it stands for ecstasy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is also relevant to a moment that we're going to have later on this podcast <laughs> about one of these songs. Um, okay, that's like cheeky, cool. I clearly had never listened to this album all the way through, but like many others, I've heard some of the big tracks on this thing. The um, Klassen clearly loves this album. And had you heard this album before? No. I've like heard Anthony Hamilton, but not heard this album. You didn't see Mon Chappelle's show? I do. I do have a visceral memory of watching him perform "Coming from Where I'm From" on the Chappelle show. 
Yeah, that's the first time I heard him. And then, you know, he's from North Carolina, too. So I mean, Charlotte boy. Did Chappelle put him on? I would say that's probably one of the bigger opportunities, I imagine. I don't know why I thought Anthony Hamilton had his, like, heyday in, like, the 90s or something. I mean, I just don't know shit. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it ends right. Shit-talking yourself <laughs> on your own podcast. Can someone tell us about 2003? What was the like, 2003? Musically. Um... Is 2003 not the, the year we were already talking, or is that 2004? No, that... I thought 2005 was the crazy year. No, I don't think so. Damn, I already lost it. What year did the Mariah album come out? Uh, so 2003 is like <laughs> Get Richard Die Try and uh, Room on Fire by The Strokes. But in, when comparing like albums like this, uh, it's really tough. Um, There's not a lot of R&B? No, well, Alicia Keys comes out. Um, Outcast. Uh, that's our last album together. Uh, Beyonce drops "Dangerously in Love." What else? R. Kelly's "Chocolate Factory" comes out, oh, which Jesus. is just. <laughs> there are some heaters on this Billboard 100 that same week. Where are they? <laughs> uh, number one was uh, "Shaky Tail Feather." Hey, that's the song that <laughs> number was two. Baby boy. That's that Nelly song, right? <laughs> yeah, P. Denny Murphy Lee. Right there? Hey. Come on, sir. I think this song has a Grammy, doesn't it? Shake yourself with it? I can believe it. You got Get Low. Get Low. P-I-M-P. Frontin'? Crazy in Love, man? Yep. That Switch. song has a Grammy. Where is the love? Wait, this is a this is a great billboard. <laughs> it's, it's actually pretty wild. Wow. Okay. Well, let's look at that. Um, This is the first. This is, uh, this is when Joe Budden drops his self-titled album, Joe Budden. Same year. Notable. That's when you still love Joe Button, right? Um, I like Joe Button's old stuff. I'm not gonna talk about that stuff. Um, <laughs> Steely Dan has an album. I've never listened to Steely Dan in my life. I think that was that album that they won a Grammy for over somebody, and it was uh, contentious. Mm, okay. I've never ever heard of Steely Dan song. Uh, but what? Uh, Mary J. Blige drops an album. Hey. Um, we gonna skip that. <laughs> This man don't listen to the Dan, bro. And just said the same thing. I just said the same thing. I don't listen. I don't. I've never heard a silly dance song See, in my but life. That's believable. <laughs> he said that's believable. <laughs> We're gonna have to fix that shit. <laughs> Eric Badu has album. Uh, we got the Steely Dan album coming up next. <laughs> like nah, that'll be a while, bro. Jagged right. Edge, Monica. I mean, th- this is like. The late '90s is about to die here. Basically, yeah. Blackstreet has an album. Monica drops an album. Music Soulchild has an album. Avant. This is like the last frontier of R&B, really. Yeah, Avant, Genuine, um, Blue Contrail, people, Kelly Price. Cool. Um, it's kind of like the last. I mean, you know, it kind of lasts a, a bit, but it's not as big, uh, especially near the end there. Well, good. Okay, cool. So that's like the last, like the last frontier of the kind of like late '90s, 2000s R&B sound that I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people regard as like the the heyday of R&B. And then we get this thing, and this thing is, you know, I guess moving into overall sentiments, this thing's pretty fucking good. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I don't know. I really enjoyed this thing. How'd you all feel about it? Well, of course. Yeah, I'm down with yeah, it. I yeah, I mean, clearly, clearly, yeah. It's hitting front to back, man. Uh. He's saying it. I got, I, I got, I got more, some more things to say about it. I mean, I feel like it's a little. Oh no. I feel like it's a I little have, everywhere. 
I have some comments for sure. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I feel like Voodoo was like, oh shit, this is kind of a classic. Like this is kind of like the top tier. And I'm not, I, I'm not sure I'm quite there with this album, but maybe this discussion will get me there. <laughs> oh. Maybe this discussion will get me there. I feel like we've been starting with, um, well, actually, no, Clausen. Tell us why you chose this album. Yeah, I mean it's just good, man. I don't, <laughs> and I felt it fit the vibe right at the voodoo. It's different, you know. For sure, he's more of the begging R and B of the '90s, you know, Keith Sweat and such. Mm-hmm. But he's saying it, man. He's really going for it. He's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. So there wasn't there wasn't any deep dark reason. You're just like the vibe felt right. No, also yeah. the vibes guy. Just saw it was there. Clausen's like no thoughts, just vibes. Yeah, Clausen's all vibes. He's just like, what's what are the vibes for this situation? We're but if you don't like from? the album, yeah, it's. I mean, I'm gonna be chill about it. I ain't gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why we have to sub each other on the podcast. I don't. <laughs> don't get why that. <laughs> that has to be the thing that we do. <laughs> I think it's fine that I feel that I I get emotionally attached to my picks. I think that's fine, but it's okay. Oh, there's gonna be some, but I just don't pick them yet. Because I need to feel how, how it's going to be first. <laughs> okay, well, um, I think we've been starting. We've been starting with lows, so I actually think I want to start with highs this week. Um, All right. So let's 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 get into some of these tracks. Um, Can't come off the top rope here. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Go ahead. Sure, come off the top rope. <laughs> uh, my high is China Black. That's a great fucking song. That's a great. See, that's it's weird that that's the lowest played song on there. That shit. It's really them. good. I think it it it's like one of the songs that like I I can't say like it could drop right now and would still like no. it still sound like you know a contemporary of the moment. But um, you know, if it came out like six seven years ago, I think you could it could pass off ten even. But like I I think it doesn't. Um, sorry, it does. It ages pretty well. See, it's funny that this is your favorite song because this is the vagina song, right? All right, yeah, I knew this was the vagina song. <laughs> this is the one. It had. It, it was meant to be. Um, for context, listeners, before the before we turned on the recording, Ant was like, "Which is the song where he says that he where he says vagina?" <laughs> and I knew exactly because I wrote it down because it's insane. He says. Like can't get enough of you China or can't get enough of China or something like that. Yeah, can't get enough of your China, something like that. And and he's singing at the end, and it, it sounds. I mean, surely intentionally, it sounds identical to "I can't get enough vagina." <laughs> <laughs> also good, he put it out back then, not now, because people would think it's about Black China. So right, yeah, I was like, that was another question: <laughs> Did Black China get her name from this song? I'll hang up and listen. Mm. <laughs> Gotta do an investigation. Ooh, we can put out a whole. Asked her this on no jumper or anything like that. Like, oh god, sorry, that's the only place I could think they would interview her for any reason. Well, Joe Budden would probably. Joe Budden would definitely have Black China on though. Yeah. Oh, Vlad. <laughs> what? Yeah. Vlad might. <laughs> Vlad would definitely have Black China. Yes. I'm looking at Black China, Anthony Hamilton, China Black. And to see if we get any like news stories, okay, nothing's really popping up. Um, for for like half a second, I was like, 
Black China? And then I was like, wait, no, this is di- different time periods. <laughs> um, this song is good. It's it's, styl- it's stylistically the most different from any of the other ones, in my opinion. Like, it's like, you know, almost alt-rocky. But yeah. you, were, you were fucking with that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like... Uh, there's something to it that makes it a little bit... I don't know. It's It's... It's one of the funner songs on the album, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the songs are are begging, or uh, you know yeah. them trying to you know sorry Anthony Hamilton trying to understand how this woman could leave him, which you know we've all been there. But um, <laughs> 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 but um, this song it's uh got that chorus where like you know it's it's kind of layered and yeah it's a it's a good one. Especially after my first love, where I think Latoya Williams was a little bit of a letdown uh, as a feature on it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I said that. Whoa. Yeah. I thought thought the song was going to be way better than it was. Way better than very good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have a feeling he has a favorite song. Um, I mean, my first love is not my favorite song. Um, I'm actually oh, I'm actually still struggling with which one I like the best. I think it is probably I tried the closer. That's probably my favorite. Um, I like it. I, but I have to chime black. I don't know. You know. You you like China Black is is big for you. You like China Black. I think you could. I think it should finish the album. I you could have put that somewhere else. I think I I'm know, not mad at that either. take. I I mean I tried is like. I feel like Anthony is going like crazy with the vocals more so on this song than any of the others look here. Oh yeah. And um in in the sea of begging ass songs, right? This is like and I don't want to I don't want to sell this album short as only a begging album because there's actually a lot of tracks on here that have nothing to do with love or like romantic love. Oh yeah. Which I mm-hmm. really appreciate, but um in the sea of songs about about women this is the only one where he's like you know what fucker (laughs) (laughs) this is the only one he's like you know what i'm jaded i'm salty you didn't even pick up the phone so i can so i can check on you but first of all by the way when you broke up with someone and they say i just want you to call me so i can make sure you're okay that's a lie we're lying (laughs) that's not why we want you you to let the game out like that it feels like he was like, I gotta put some on here to make to make them know that I'm not just a complete, complete simp. Even though it's like a simp ass, sad song. <laughs> I'm about to say, yeah, it definitely is a simp, ish song. It's Still. a simp. It's a simp like lashing back song, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I can't believe you didn't call me when you got home. <laughs> Even though we're broken up, that's uh, maybe my favorite right now. You could change up. What about you, Clark? What's your favorite track? I mean, I'm a mess as a hitter. Hey. I mean, Better Days. That motherfucker was falsettoing his ass off. <laughs> He's saying that. I mean, his falsetto sounded amazing. Oh, yeah. On Better Days. He's got a range. Um, but I'm a mess. He's singing the fuck out of that shit. I mean. The fact that he's the the, the, the background vocals say, I'd rather you slip me across the throat so I can die. Is, you ain't been there? Is, is, I mean, yeah, but it's nuts. <laughs> the dog was chained to his pain, bro. <laughs> that dog, 
That dog was a symbol of pain. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that motherfucker. Oh! No, the I love you know, I look the group vocals at the end of that track. And like with the bass going. Oh, when they're modulating. Oh, higher they're going higher. crazy. Woo. That's real gospel insanity right there. Going absolutely insane. Um well, you got a choir that could do shit like that. That might be one of the more the more beggy songs though. Yes, no? I mean yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm Number not gonna one. disagree. With say, you. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Call me, write me. <laughs> you know, like I said right now. If you look at the lyrics, I don't I need you. I wasn't. I wasn't asking for validation. I was just asking to see if you agreed or not. That man was desperate. He's hurt. <laughs> Absolutely hurt. Um, I like. What what other songs do I like? I mean, I like coming from where I'm from. Obviously, that's an amazing track. Oh yeah, and Charlene. And Charlene. Yeah. I mean, those are three the classics. Really, really good songs. But like, I'm a mess. Like he's talking about this man. Can't even go to work, bro. He is hurt. Yeah, he can't even go to work. We've been there. You know what I'm saying? He's he's like literally, I cannot pay bills because <laughs> he's shaking. You broke story, my bro. heart so badly. I've definitely had to stay home from work. And this was like before. when it was way. And this I kind of understand because it's you know 2003. It's way harder to pay bills. You can't just pay your bill from your phone. You gotta like no, go yeah, somewhere to, to pay check bill, <laughs> or you gotta put a check in a in a letter. Yeah, and mail it out. That's ridiculous. That's what he wants a letter from her, bro. This ain't happening now. He can't even. He can't even tie up his mail lines. He's like, I can't be sending checks out, and like, I gotta just, I gotta wait. No. <laughs> you know, I like we've been talking about about the begging songs, but I mean, I I mean, I love I love a lot of these things. I mean, like. I think the opening track is good. I like that he's yeah. talking about his mama. He's appreciating his mom. You know, like the opening track is Jay-Z, very good. Yeah. Mm. You know, I like I like that better days, like an uplifting ditty where he's singing his ass off. I appreciate the diversity of, of subject matters that we get on this thing. But at the same time, I feel like not to start getting into the negatives, but none of them really distinguish themselves enough to really tell when you just have this song when you just have this music on mm-hmm. um from the way he's singing to how the beats sound um kind of like all they just kind of put together like uh you feel like it's kind of samey not not samey because obviously he's talking about different like subject matter and even the begging songs he does have different levels of begging <laughs> 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 yeah, it's different women, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you were to like just kind of throw this album on, it has a, a similar problem that I've seen with like a couple of the other albums that we've done, where like the flow, the flow yeah, of it kind of kind of runs too well. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't really change it up often. You need some variation. Though so those bridges, though. Ooh. Man's a master of bridges, bro. And I, I got another question though. Before we really, before Ooh. we really get into negatives, right? Because I think we're done with the positives. <laughs> why does every R and B dude dress like this? Why does why is every late nineties? No, why does every R and B dude like up until like two thousand six dress like this, bro? 
I mean, to be fair, he dressed a little different. That man was wearing a white beater in that Charlene video for like the whole thing. I was gonna say I really like the the pipeline of like the R and B dudes coming out and dressing like real street and thug, and then start and then start putting on like the the real wide brimmed hats and the open <laughs> shirts. <laughs> like they're like they move from the thug to the the like '90s sex symbol really quickly. It would seem. He has kind of the same thing that Common had going on because, like, the next album, the cover, he's got the newsboy cap on. You know, <laughs> it's like they got the same pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> hey, what do you guys think of the song "Float"? Sick. You look. That man's horny, though. That man's horny. <laughs> that man's horned up. <laughs> but the vocals are hitting, though. <laughs> How do you feel about them putting like the whispered like? <laughs> like all, like all under throughout the whole track. This is the only song on Spotify where they don't provide you the lyrics for this album. <laughs> and I think too much going on. It's too much. They said we don't know what Anthony's saying on this one. We don't. Oh my god! I just don't. I I had to pause the music to make sure that no one was like whispering. I wasn't hearing a ghost. Great production. Great production. Shit really buried in there i like the song i think it's really lush but i was like please stop whispering in my ear <laughs> like it's confusing me um okay cool well let's 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 move into let's move into some of the negatives i felt that this album was a little bit of a slow starter i'll say it why do you <laughs> what song you, what song does it start yeah, why do you, you say that yeah exactly i what felt song that is the, is the pop i knew i like mama new love I think it's really nice and sentimental. Everything is solid about it, but it didn't blow me away. Nor did Cornbread, Fish, and Collard Greens, which I think is also a fun song, but not that special. It's got Jerry Curl, man. The the, the juicy, drippy Jerry Curl is a lot to handle. Yeah. <laughs> no, sometimes when I listen to that, I'm just like, this song is ridiculous. It's I ridiculous. Just... Um, and Since I Seen to You, I feel like was also good, but not great. So, okay, I feel like that three that three track run at the start of the album, but once it hits Charlene, you're fucking in. Charlene, I was like, okay, this is what I'm here for, right? Like, this is like, these are the these are the the heaters. I think he could have put, I don't know, I, I don't I don't have a problem with these, some... these. I don't I I hate that we go all A and R each time. I don't have a problem with these tracks, I, like as tracks. I don't think any of them need to come off, but I feel like maybe if we rearrange something, like maybe if we if we stuck I tried from the back all the way up to like. The third song or something. Um, I need. To, I. I feel like I. It took me a little bit to be like, okay, this album, like, for a hook to come for me, like, wow, this is like something that like is more than just background music. Yeah, That's it's like I'm a slow build. Yeah, I, yeah, like your original said. I. I get that. Rather than like there being like one song that I really didn't like, because that didn't really happen. There wasn't a song right. Was like this isn't it for me. Um, I feel like there were moments of time passage periods of time in the album where i was like a little disengaged would you say that's, that's... a bad thing though that like if you were to listen to an album now right yeah and it had it took you know four songs for it to get good would you not good but to, for it to hook you would you say that's bad that's a good i think it's bad these days with less uh attention span kind of and like albums aren't really albums yeah yeah, I in think, the same way. I think the question you're asking is a philosophical one that is interesting. Uh, 
<laughs> no, I don't think it's objectively bad. I think that for what we are doing here and for like what I do at the end of the year, yes, it's bad. Because like yeah. when I'm like when we're listening to an album and we're like thinking about this as a body of work, you know, we're just going track by track and we're like and we're like, yo, like how good is this song? How good is the next song? We think about things like holistic flow or whatever, but I mean Cornbread Fish and Collard Greens is a good song. Um but I, I don't think it's like really bolstering this track list that much, but I would put it on at a cookout, right? I think it's perfect for that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so there's like, songs are good in different situations, right? But yeah. in this specific situation, I don't know that it was the best. That's what yeah. I got. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? What are your, what are your lows? I think my first love can be uh, <gasps> slow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I. I don't know. It just it doesn't quite grip me the same. I don't know. It's like the one song that sometimes when it's going, it can go on for a little bit too. You don't like you don't like them yeah, passing off the nice. vocal the the vocals on the end. I mean, I'm always down for you know, but it's I don't know. It's just I want this. It's one. also the only six minute song on this album. It does feel like it goes for quite a yeah. while. Yeah, it is. A, it's the longest song. And then song. you gotta get to China Black, man. I mean, come but on. also, do you you really like this song, My First Love, huh, DeAndre? I just think it's cute. <laughs> I think it's cute. It's the like the only feature on the whole thing. I think she did a great job. I thought I feel I really feel like you're giving her a hard time, you know, for no reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think she did good. I just think the song itself. It's not always when I'm listening to this album. It's a it l- might be the one that gets. It's a little cheesy. Yeah, that's fine. It's a little cheesy. Though. This is not a cheesy album, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's putting real pain to paper. I don't, I, I feel like maybe the way that you all feel, I, I feel like my my view on first love and China Black are inverse from you all. I think China mm-hmm. Black is okay, um, and I think first love is like pretty good. Like it's one of my favorite instrumentals of the bunch. I think instrumentals. It does. It's a little, it goes on a little long. I'm not gonna fight you there. <laughs> I'm not gonna fight you there. No, yeah, I can find it. Um, okay, first love. Uh, I don't love Lucille. Whoa. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I meant to. That's tough. I one. meant to talk about Lucille back in the. Um, the positives. Back in the positives. Him saying, "I never would have hit you, baby." <laughs> is. <laughs> Absolutely insane. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, other guy did it, so <laughs> right. But him, him being like insinuating, like, look, if no, you, you gotta give the bare if you wouldn't have left me, you wouldn't have gotten hit. <laughs> that is an insane thing to insinuate. Um, um, why don't Why don't you like it? Yeah, I don't know. I just thought, you know, from the opening line, uh, my old lady's on the other side of town with her boyfriend. I thought it was gonna be like a, you know, like a fuck her kind of song, and it just wasn't. No, you you know what I mean? Like your girls like... with your girls with her ex boyfriend drinking. That's yeah, but that man's depressed. I mean, <laughs> okay, but he says my old lady. Like that's still his girlfriend, right? So that means your yeah. girlfriend. No. No, he's saying. I get it. How we say my old lady, like oh, that's my old lady. But he's yeah. saying my that's my literal old lady, right? Like that's okay. my old lady, right? As opposed to like to my new it's like lady. Like the literal, 
It's the embodiment of that clip where that guy's, it's you girl. So why are you talking to her? <laughs> why are you talking to her? <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> this song is like a sad song in a different way. It's not like sad as in like, how'd she leave me? It's sad as in like, this is a really unfortunate situation. It's yeah, not and, good for and, her. And I want to say that too, like, like you hanging out with your ex, like that's like that's whatever, right? But you make it a weird situation when we just had a huge ass argument where we may have broken up, and then you go hang out with your ex. That's a different, uncomfortable situation. And Made even more uncomfortable by the fact that he is apparently hitting you. <laughs> that too, with a black eye. <laughs> and he uh-huh. heard from his. His friend who saw her in the bar with a black eye, with yeah. him, and that's that's like that's a whole other level. We get back into like the time thing. That means this man had to get on his phone, maybe use some minutes up to call his friend. <laughs> he was on the payphone. You know? Yeah, he ran out to the payphone outside of the bar. Actually, it might have been in the bar, but yeah, still in the back. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody wasn't using hey, that, she's here. <laughs> oh no. She's here and she, she has a black eye. You picked a fine time to leave me. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, um, and, uh, what I mean too is like literally of the sound of the song is a little bit lower than I thought it would be. Like, I thought it, you thought there'd be some energy to the, yeah, I thought there'd be more energy in this song. Yeah. I thought, I thought it, I thought it'd be like a song of action, you know, and, and it, it just isn't. And it kind of uh-huh. goes the way by the end of it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like, if, you're right. if, if this really no... is a situation, wouldn't you? I mean, not to pull Dwayne here, but wouldn't you go, go try to save her from this? You know what I mean? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I get what you mean. This song is a snapshot in time. Like, it's not a. It's not telling a story, really. It's yeah, like... but maybe that that down tone is just because he's kind of accepting. You know, he's mourning the situation of. <laughs> he just I mean look there's only so much you can do right she didn't yeah. want him yeah I agree I agree with that so he's just singing he's just like sitting in his house in his basement writing this song and is like you picked a fine time to leave me I would have never hit you <laughs> which is an insane thing to write but you know it seems like he feels defeated yeah you know, this is a defeated I, song I, I get that um, you know, it, I, the whole song is it, the whole song is love. Um, any other lows? How do you no, feel? Man, about, I, how do you, I, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna ask Klaus on how he felt the album ran. How it ran? Yeah. How does it listen to you? I think it's pretty good? good. Yeah. I mean this this album was in my car for oh it's still in my actually it's in the <laughs> it's in the Serato. It's uh, it's in like the uh, you know, right next to the seat. There's like four albums in there because I bought them at Fye when they uh, died. <laughs> <laughs> they had a sale, so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna buy you some of these." You got them from the closeout sale. Yeah. Fair enough. So it used to just be in my shit, and you would start it up, and all of a sudden, this man's just singing his ass off. <laughs> How do we feel about that? You know what I mean? Like CDs. Like, does does anybody have CDs on them? You don't have a CD in your car at all, DeAndre? No. I, I, don't, I don't think that my car has a CD player. Oh, okay. 
My, oh, I'm so sorry. Look at this man with his Tesla. Oof. <laughs> no, I drive a 2019 Subaru Crosstrek. Jesus. <laughs> he got out we the caliber. Right he moved up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. I mean, I am a Subaru ally. Yes. I love Subarus. But no CDs in the car, huh? There's a, I, I feel like you gotta I have mean, at least one CD in the car, man. Like your phone. You guys dead. need to understand that it would literally just—I don't have anything to play it on in my car. You There's don't even know that. You said I think. I'm pretty sure my car. Well, doesn't well, have you a get CD a CD player, put it to the aux, <laughs> and then <laughs> make sure it's got skip protection on it. Okay. I'm not trying to flex. I'm just saying I don't have one. <laughs> you hit a speed bump, and that thing was was crazy. That thing, yeah, skip. <laughs> Laser burns the CD and shit. I'm sorry, I'm driving the most stealable car in America currently. So, the Hyundai or the no, Kia? Kia. Yeah, the Kia boys um, are out here, man. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you have CDs in your car yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You play them? Uh, from yeah, from time to time I do play them. Uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Oh. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh. The Killer's Hot Fuss. Oof. And um, uh, uh, Guy Dressa album. Their second album. I figure you would just have the I'm feeling lonely. Just on burned on a CD <laughs> 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> just in there at all times. Yeah. I'm, about go check, I'm about to go check my shit right after this. Yeah, I got Paramore <laughs> in the car ready to go, bro. <laughs> Wow, you got that album? Could yeah, Riot's there? in there, bro. Yeah. Riot's in there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just in case. Bro. I was you a, never know um, when you got pulled out. I was out. a burned CD kind of kind of kid. I didn't really buy CDs. This man, Breaking Benjamin. Oh, no. Oh, I've never. I, I Well, I did buy some CDs, but um, all those CDs I bought like four years ago, five years ago at a flea, flea market. Yeah, I think I found them at a flea market, so I picked them up. Yeah. I do remember the first CDs I bought with my own money. I, it was a batch from Best Buy. I bought three. I bought Nars Barkley, Staying Elsewhere. Wow. Um, I bought Transatlanticism by Jessica Percuti. Wow. And I bought, um, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the album. Skip Peek into that, DeAndre right now. Um, I he bought. Had a good 2004. Uh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Forever the Sickest Kids album. I can't remember the name of it, but I bought that one. Man, two out of three. You were doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I wasn't trying to be cool. I was just letting you know what I was getting. <laughs> that was what, that was. I didn't want to admit that. I just, you know. I also inherited the Postal Service CD from my sister. This man really loves Ben Gibbard. Gibbard. (laughs) I mean, to act as if they're the same is crazy. They're They're, pretty adjacent. Hey, they are touring together, so they're playing both albums. I mean, I know. And first of all, you need you need to put some respect on that because, like, that's like, they're the Postal Service is touring, like the absolute classic album that they only toured like once, and it's a huge deal. And I'm going to go see them. So oh, you got tickets? I, I don't know. Yes, I have tickets. Damn, I wanted to go. It's got to be hit. Um, this man said, you act like those are the same. This man really have... said to me, you act like those are the same band. They have the same. <laughs> Singer. What? Yeah. 
they have the same singer. Have you listened to the bands? Yes, I have listened to them. Well, first of all, one of them has instruments and one of them doesn't. Wait, <laughs> so, which one doesn't have instruments? Like, one of them is electronic and one of them's not. But it's still but synthesizers. They're, they're pretty similar. I mean, I think I think the world is really against you here. We get, like, yeah, what we really need to do is we need to bring in the Death Cab Cutie expert, Dwayne Holman. Dwayne Holman. The show. Absolutely. <laughs> to answer the question as to whether or not the Postal Service and Death Cab are similar? Yeah, are the same. Yeah. Well, they're we'll not the same. Point. That's like <laughs> I can answer that for you. They're not the same. I looked up Forever <laughs> the Sickest Kids, and these people, they look away. This one guy looks like <laughs> this one guy looks like Tyler. Like if Tyler stayed the same age, but like didn't like sorry, if Tyler grew up but still stayed the same age. Look at this guy. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> crazy why is he okay, dressed was, like that it was underdog alma mater that's the album i got from them oh um with uh hits such as hey britney and um believe me i'm lying i guess we see and what your next album choice is no <laughs> i do have i do have a heater coming through that you guys are going to be taken aback by but yeah oh no so to get back to this album that we're talking about, <laughs> to bring it back, um, it did go plat, right? So he got a he got a plaque for that. Um, mm -hmm. Jermaine Dupri actually produced a lot on this album, or sorry, was a was he a producer um, not? He produced Mama, the Mama track. Uh, yeah, but I mean like produced the album, not like yeah, the executive produced the album. Yeah, executive producer because it was uh, dropped at So So Death. Um. Which I don't think I have my complaints about Jermaine Dupree, like just as a personality. Um, y'all know what this is. <laughs> I think that he's a great like artist, you know what I mean? But like, as a as a as an AR, like as a producer person, I just don't, yeah, like a lot of the stuff that he does. Um, it it hit the Billboard chart, peaked at six for uh RB and 33 uh, uh, for the top 200. Mm. Um, Rolling Stone only gave it at a two out of five. Well, really? they they've proven many times they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, like, is this is this at the time or like since? Yeah, that's at, this at, you know this at the time. Wow. Mm -hmm. At the okay. time, um, New York Times gave it a favorable, whatever that means. And Entertainment Weekly gave it a B plus, and really that's all who covered this album. Not a lot of people. And yet it like, went platinum. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking for to see if Pitchfork has like. In, no, and if they know, did, they would have changed the fucking numbers anyway. Those stupid assholes. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't review it. <laughs> that's what they do now. They'll go back in and be like, "Oh, we didn't give." <laughs> we didn't I think give that's. That, I think no that's fine to do two. as long as you keep the original score as well. Yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> like, I, th I think it's interesting to go back and, like, revise an album or, like, take another look at it, but not, but, like, keep keep that, like, little snapshot there. Um, yeah, and uh, it really doesn't get much, you know, play after that. Um, I don't know if that's because, you know, maybe... Uh, Ain't nobody worrying do better than this album. 
I don't think so. I think this is like the yeah. So the, at at then his next album, that's when like Vibe starts covering it, and the L.A. Times, um, which is kind of wild, um, and it goes into more charts. Like we have U.K. numbers for this, and but this one doesn't hit. The next one doesn't hit platinum. This one hits gold. So I don't know. I think it's um, probably like I feel like people picked up on it late, you know. Probably or probably heard the two thousand five album. Went I think back. Him on Chappelle show was like two thousand four or something. So you know, yeah. I think the promo came later than it should have probably. Yeah, because all of his albums after this get get rated by a lot of people, and I mean. That's kind of that. That is really interesting. I guess, like, especially since it, be, it being his his only platinum album. Yeah. Um, and not getting a lot of, uh, you know, critical attention. Um, yeah, we know the critics know everything, so. <laughs> no, yeah, we do, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> all of his albums after this got rated by a lot more, a lot of different sites rather than this one. Sorry, rather than the album that we're listening to, um, but the album that we're listening to is the one that peaked. Uh, sorry, sold the most, which is cool because obviously it worked a lot more off of word of mouth, and it being two thousand three, uh, I guess that makes a lot of sense. I bet it could be hard to try to like chase the the single or like the popularity of your your first album. You know, like oh, I bet yeah. it's like you're always like living in the shadow of your biggest hit. Yeah. It's kind of the killers, right? Hey. <laughs> Whoa. I'm just saying, they're still you, trying to get back to I don't know why I had to bring know. that up. <laughs> I'm just saying, they're trying Al to get Green back to the Al Green worked on this album, phase, too. You know? hey. Al Green worked on uh, uh, the first song, sorry. Um, Mama New Love. I think he got sampled. I don't know if he... Uh, well, he's listed as a producer on it. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's rate this thing. All right, I got you. We give it, um, I don't know, man. We give it a 7 out of 10. Um, it wasn't mm. anything amazing. Um, definitely added China Black to the like songs, you know? But, um, <laughs> Klaus is like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I got one song. You know yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that, that could be a good, you know, car song you know what i mean but uh but yeah seven out of ten here keeping it steady awesome i think i gotta give it like a ooh, like a like an eight and a half man okay i'm gonna give it a seven and a half um ooh. yeah seven and a half that feels right there you go good good album some great tracks on it um you know, I, I I don't think I I don't think I started any of them, but I would. You know, I'll, I like it's. I'm happy to have it in the repertoire, and I'll like. I know that at some point I'll I'll use this album again for. Something. Yeah, I just thought it should get some attention. You know. Yeah. I think absolutely. people here coming from around from they just keep it moving, but there's some shit on. And there. I think it's a good juxtaposition from the type of R&B that we listened to on the last. Yeah, episode. two very very different types of R&B. Yeah, thematic sure. man. You know, you gotta. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ride the vibe. It's still man. of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, right. speaking of thematic, 
Here we go. Another Sturgill album. <laughs> it's my pick. <laughs> and it's not going to be thematically consistent with what we've been listening to for the past two episodes what? at all. What if you ain't a Blowfish album are we going to have to listen to? You wish it was a Hootie and the Blowfish album. <laughs> hey, he had some shit, man. Hey, Hootie's good. Don't get me wrong. I like Darius. Um, This is an album in a genre they have not had before at all. We haven't even okay. touched this. We haven't touched anything close to this. Okay. Uh-huh. This is an album that came out in 2019. Um, it is an electronic album. Um, I don't want to say EDM, but it's EDM adjacent. Uh, okay. it's, it's called Good Faith, and it's by Maddion. Um, How do I spell it? <laughs> <laughs> Look at Klaus and laughing. M A D E O N, Madion, and the album's called Good Faith. It's only ten tracks, thirty-five minutes. It's tight. You know how I like it, but I think it's gonna take you on a journey. I think you might be surprised a little bit. Oh, um, because I think when you say EDM, you think of a certain thing, and that's really not what this album is but i don't really know how else to describe it because it's it is electronic music and some of it's dancey but it's you know it's not like a oops, 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 you get no david guetta in this one <laughs> no it's nothing like david guetta <laughs> um, calvin harris so i'm excited i'm excited I'm, I'm excited to see what the boys do with a little situation like this this is something that i an album that i really liked in 2019 i don't think it made my list um but it made an impression on me because I thought that I wasn't really into like electronic music. And then, and then I was like, damn, this thing is actually kind of hitting. So. You didn't think you were an electronic after that Boney Bear album though? I mean, like, I don't know. I, this is like, like I said, it's closer to EDM than I thought that I liked to get. And certainly like did not think that I would be into like a whole project by an artist like this. What's the saxophone ratio? Are we, Little, Good little sax. I've listened to like eight songs so far, and it sounds like no saxophone. Um, yeah, no saxophone. But yeah, this album I didn't I didn't do a top fifteen on twenty nineteen. But if I did, it would have been eleven. What so, was number one that year? Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Uh, Igor, Power of the Creator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great album. Fair. Okay. Have fun, boys. It's I'm, my fault. I feel like I'm going to get some strong reactions from some of y'all, and I'm excited for them. Are you excited? Because the last two times you, you thought you elicited strong reactions. You, you I am excited because this, this is not one that I'm like emotionally tied to. I do think it's really good. and I But mostly I was like, I need an album that's just really, really different because we had two R&B albums in a row, and I was like, and then, you know. You didn't want to get like, a we, jagged edge. Yeah, we got to get the energy up. I get it. Yeah, I, I want to see some that. that. And I want to do something that we had never done before. So this is it. Uh, okay, let's do on repeat. I'm already here. So I got go you. Go All right. On repeat, I've been playing Love God uh, by Sarah Kinsley. It starts off in a way you don't think, and then takes a little second, changes up a bit. It's a song where she says that um, re- love and relationships have not been good to her. But she needs love like she needs air. And, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, 
Internally, we know my feelings on that. Um, <laughs> Listen to the first five seconds. I like. I like that. Hold on. A little, little yeah, yeah, Hold yeah. Okay. It, it kind of gets weird. She, she, she messes with her sound quite a bit. Okay. Um, and coming up at number two, I got Honeyberry Two by Pierre Bourne. Now, <laughs> that's a big Pierre guy over there. Big Pierre you, guy. I think he's an underrated producer. But um, yeah, man, people sleep on his. Uh, he got struggle bars, I'll admit, but he still raps better than Hit Boy. So there it is. Oh, Pierre's rapping on here. He raps yeah, a Pierre lot. Pierre raps man. like a lot. Yeah, bro. like a lot. Do you not listen to any Cardi albums? Or... Yeah. Um, okay. Well, now I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> he has like a and lot. I can I can send you I can send you a couple. You just know it from the drop. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> let me start with let me start with this one and see how it, how it goes. Um, hey yo, Pierre, come out here. But yeah, that's what I that's what my on repeats are at the moment. Well, most of mine are actually albums we've already done on here, but I'll give you the top one. It's uh Daigiti by Bad Bunny Jaco. I mean, come on, that's a hitter. That's that shit is ridiculous. Starts from such okay. a quiet place, too. I don't know if DeAndre knows um, that hitter. But... I don't, but I'll listen to it. Um, okay, I'll share my top three. Um, first one I don't recommend. It's a song called Mrs. Hollywood by Gojo. Like um, from Succession? No, like G-O-J-O. Oh, okay. Um, it's not very good. It's just like a stupid little uh, pop rock song that I found to be a little catchy. Um, I was gonna say, you listen to it on repeat, though. But you know, it's if you if you like if you like a little mindless catchy pop song, give it a listen. I guess. I love a fucking mindless catchy pop song. <laughs> well, then you might like it. He does have a nice little reel series where he like he's play, he's like I'm gonna play an original song and I want you to solo on this guitar. And if you're good, I'll give you a hundred dollars. I'm sure like that. And then some people are like actually really good. So uh, number two is is a song called "No Shoes in the Coffee Shop" or "Socks." Um, it's by Hot Mulligan. I've had been a little Many bit of a Hot, Hot Mulligan Mulligans. kick. Um, this is from the newest album. Why would I watch? Yeah, "No Shoes in the Coffee Shop." It's good. Go listen, go listen to it. This last one, um, not good for the brand. Morgan Wallen. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, this one's called 98 Braves. Oh, yeah. Joe would say it's not good for the brand. Not because it's country music, but because, because he said the N-word. Because that means yeah, a not good for the brand, but <laughs> listen. Now, how what's, many... the hot, what's the Hot Mulligan song called again? It's called No Shoes in the Coffee Shop. Okay, thank you. He said, we're not going to talk about Morgan Wall. We'll keep talking about Hot Mulligan. Uh, 98 Braves raised a cute little ditty where he... Um, he akins his relationship with this woman to the 98 Braves, got really close to winning the World Series, getting a ring, but then defeated in the last round. It's actually some pretty good writing. Who's uh-huh. kidding shit about the Braves, bro? Fucking well, Between them big three pitchers, Andrews and Tipper. Yeah, see? Shut it off. <laughs> well, I mean, what other, song, what other team can you talk about in the South? There's no other baseball team down there. Uh... Speaking of country, oh. shout out to Mason Ramsey. He's coming back. He said he's uh, making his return. Hey, oh, another country yeah, shout out. Josh Turner, bro. That dude got a deep ass voice. He really does have a deep ass voice. Yo, it's kind of wild. That should be on my just, thing, but just, it's not. Are we just naming country artists we like now? No, but 
I've been listening to Would You Go With Me? That song by Josh Stern. That motherfucker. That's a heater. It ain't on my honor like repeat song, for reasons. Why don't we just dance? By Josh Stern. Uh, but yeah, uh, he previews the song. I dropped it in music. Marquise, uh, sorry, Marquise DeAndre. So. I was reading Marquise's message when it was Mason. Did? Yeah, Mason. Yeah. It sound good? Yeah. Sounded good. He ain't talking about it. if I you mean, ain't got no giddy up and giddy out my way. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear. Oh, hold on. He grew up a little bit. <laughs> I oh. think compared to the old one, yeah. That's not that voice is weird. Okay. The voice is weird, right? But it's not bad. It's just different. It's not. It's just not the. It's not the Yodlin boy that we get, we became accustomed to. No, not at all. Not at all. You want to do the housekeeping since you're so much better at it? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Oof. Um. So, <laughs> thanks for listening to uh, Three Disc Changer. Uh, make sure to Ooh. give us a review wherever you listen to. Um, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, wherever, it really helps us out, reach a larger audience. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram, where we're the most active at Three Dish Changer. Um, check us out on Twitter. I'm actually going to become a little bit more active on there this week, putting up Send our clips emails. and everything on there. <laughs> um, you can email us at 3dcpod at gmail.com. Um, thanks for all the feedback that we've been getting about a couple of our episodes. Um, I know a lot of people want us to like cover some 70s music, and some people want us to do suggestions. Oh, say less. We're really trying to get to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, make sure to check out I'm the Villain. Sorry, I'm the Villain at I'm the Villain on Instagram. That's DeAndre's uh, other podcast where he covers like millennial topics and um, how like millennials are set out to not set out to be the villain, but made out to be the villain of uh, of society and societal issues. Is that why you're um, listening to Morgan Wallen? <laughs> What? Are you doing research on Morgan Wallen? Is that why you're listening to him? <laughs> I mean, no. I, I've said he before. He is the I, villain I, of... I like Morgan Wallen's music. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like that song you got with Lil Durk. Not that I trust Lil Durk's ass. judgment. <laughs> song, ass. Lil Durk said it was okay, though. He said that he met up with Morgan, and he was like, look, are you racist? Yeah, but Lil Durk's best friend is also a serial killer, so... <laughs> <laughs> I really don't trust his judgment on stuff. <laughs> he said and, he looked uh, deep in Morgan's eyes, and Morg said, "Nah, man, I was just, I was just, I was a stupid joke." <laughs> that video wasn't no joke. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, um, see you next episode. Bye. <laughs>